0: Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7-10 to minutes through modern, liberal Jewish eyes. Sometimes it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome friends and thanks for listening in. I have an encore presentation for you this week. The reason is I'm recovering from COVID. You may be able to hear it in my voice, feeling much better on my way back up. The episode that we're about to listen to is from two years ago. The portion is Naso. It's the second portion in the book of Bamid Bar, the book of Numbers. And the topic is racism. Now, in some ways, this episode is quite time-specific. I recorded it not long after the killing of George Floyd and during that time of great turmoil in the United States. And so, for a moment, I considered not replaying it, since it was specific to a certain moment in time. But when I really listened to it, it was clear that even though that exact moment in time had passed, the lessons had not passed out of relevance. Racism is still very much with us. So we'll explore Parshat Naso and what it has to say about racism and equity in society. And I'll see you back next week when I'm much healthier. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. This week, watching the demonstrations all over the United States and beyond, I thought of a passage from the Talmud. Talmud. The rabbis ask in Sanhedrin 37a, why did God create only one human being at the outset of the world? Why just Adam? Why not a whole nation or a whole family? And they answer, so that no person might say to another, my ancestors are greater than yours. Judaism teaches us that we are all kin, that we are all part of one human family that shares a common origin and a common destiny. And yet, we live in a world where people are judged by the color of their skin, where your experience is shaped by your ethnic background and by the fears and prejudices of others. In the United States, this unrest that we're witnessing is born of four centuries of slavery and persistent discrimination against African Americans. It's been ignited by the senseless killing of George Floyd and intensified in a particular political moment. One of the things this is reminding us of though is that racism is not limited to any one country. It is the case in the United States, in Canada where I live today even though I'm American by birth, and in many countries. People of color are more likely to live in poverty, less likely to have access to employment and education, more likely to be mistreated by police and overrepresented in prisons. Racism is a human problem. As Jews, we look to Torah to give us guidance for real life, and we can find some in this week's parasha. We're reading from a portion called Naso, the second portion in the Book of Numbers. And in it, we find a passage that is, ostensibly at least, about theft. It says, The Eternal One spoke to Moses, saying, When a man or woman commits any wrong against a fellow person, thus breaking faith with the eternal God, and that person realizes their guilt, they shall confess the wrong they have done, and they shall make restitution. Now, as I said, this seems to be about theft. Essentially, if you steal from somebody, presumably unwittingly, and then you realize it, you have to make up for it. Pay the person, and later it says add one-fifth to the restitution, and you're good to go. But the rabbis dig deeper into this passage and they find that it's not really about theft at all. We have to look at the commentaries to understand why. The Torah says, when a man or woman commits any wrong toward a fellow human being, they thus break faith with the Eternal God. In other words, a wrong against a fellow human being is a wrong against God. And the Eitz Chaim commentary says that this is because God's image is found in every human being. And it continues asking this, Why is the principle of expiation associated here with a case of misappropriation of property? And the answer is that every breach of faith is a form of theft. When you mistreat somebody, you steal their trust, you steal their dignity. So now all of a sudden what seemed to be about theft isn't so at all. It's about the wrongs we do to one another, about how we fail to recognize the image of God in our fellow human beings, how we steal each other's dignity. And that is exactly the discussion that's going on right now about people of color. What's being called for is a recognition of the fact that some people are treated as lesser in our society, that we are not always good at seeing the image of God, seeing the humanity in one another. So we can turn back to the text again to understand what to do now. And what it says is this, Vashamaha Nefeshahi. When you realize you've done wrong, it says, you shall confess the wrong you've done and you shall make restitution. So those are the steps. Number one, realize it. Number two, confess it. Say it out loud. And number three, start to make it better. That's the kind of tshuva, the kind of repentance that's being called for in society right now. A recognition, an out loud conversation, and the beginnings of steps toward reconciliation and real change. Now, we Jews have our own history of persecution and discrimination that makes us particularly sensitive to this issue. Many in our community are children and grandchildren of Holocaust survivors, people who know what it is to be begrudged your very existence And what's more, our tradition speaks to the importance of upholding the dignity of every human being. The book of Genesis teaches that God created humanity, male and female, in the image of God. And the Talmud in Tractate Sanhedrin says that anyone who destroys a single life is considered to have destroyed an entire world. In other words, every human being is a reflection of the divine. Every human being carries the worth of all of humanity. These are the values and the history with which we come to this conversation. And the most important thing to do right now, I think, is to listen. These demonstrations that are going on right now represent an important opportunity for stories to be told, for issues to be talked about out loud, not to be swept under the rug anymore. As a white person in a Jewish community, it's an opportunity to hear about the lived experiences of people of color, our own neighbors, friends, and family members, since there certainly are Jews of color. It's a chance to open our eyes and our minds to the reality of institutionalized racism. This is perhaps our highest Jewish command, Shema, listen, especially when it leads to action, especially when it leads to real change in the world. So we have work to do. We have listening to do, we have change to make. May we all work together to fulfill the ancient vision of a better world. A world where, as the prophet Micah said, everyone will sit beneath their vine and fig tree and no one shall be afraid. A world where, in the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., our children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. May this be God's will. And may we make it so. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoy this program, I'd appreciate if you'd leave a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. You can also join us in our Facebook group, 7-Minute Torah, Listen and Discuss. Please join me again next week as we make modern meaning out of ancient texts.